Hello, everybody. This is Jacob uh, Jacob Ryan here with the Agency Hackers pod- Podcast. I am here with Sarah um, Carmichael. Excuse me there. Sarah, how's, how's it going? Great, Jake. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so she does run the Bees and Honey Creative Agency. And why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about that? Sure. So we are a marketing boutique. Um, We're basically a marketing department for companies who don't have marketing departments. So we do copywriting and design. Um, We do a lot of social media, websites, pitch decks and presentations. And um, ultimately, we help companies communicate their value. Um, So most of our clients are growing businesses or cutting edge tech companies. Nice. Very nice. Well, what are the sizes? Like what, like what size client do you typically like? What's the sweet spot for you guys? We have quite a wide net actually. So that's why we end up defining it as growing as well as cutting edge because um, some of our growing clients can be, you know, a one person show where they have a really unique offering that they're bringing to market and they're just starting out. Or we have everything from that to Fortune 100 companies who use us with their research development arms um, to help better communicate their value um, for that cutting edge technology that's very specialized and um, pretty complex. Got gotcha. So, do you think the do you think the some of the smaller some of the companies doing you know, the smaller the smaller numbers? Do you think there's do you think they're easier to work with or harder to work with than the bigger ones? You know, I would say that the smaller ones are, um, they, they're just looking for a lot of guidance. So sometimes they're, sometimes they're the most fun to work with because they're just, they're learning so much. So they reach out and they really need that advice. They really need that guidance on where to go. Um, but they're also the ones who really, really know their product, you know, like they really know who they are and their direction a lot of the time. Sometimes they are also working through that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, I think that those guys are, we, well, we tend to work with CEOs. So whether it's CEOs of small companies or CEOs of big companies, um, we're kind of getting it from the source. So right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. From the source. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. So how'd you guys get started? How'd you guys get started here? Um. So kind of an interesting story. Um, I worked at a tech investment company. So we invested in a lot of technology firms. And, um, you know, I remember doing their marketing. And one of my jobs was to cheerlead these companies that we'd invest in. And, you know, when they go through the process of investment, it's very technical. Um, There's a lot of technical screening. And, um, you know, all the people in the room are specialized to that knowledge of, of, you know, what these guys are doing. And so I know that they're cutting edge. I know they're out to change the world. They've got amazing ideas. But I would go on their websites and try and figure out how to do a 280 character tweet about that company and be like, oh, my gosh, what do they do? (laughs) It was really hard to figure out sometimes. And, you know, and I also kind of grew my career in in technology in that area as well. So, you know, like they kind of have that on their side. But there I am going 
oh my gosh, how am I going to explain what they do in 280 characters that that is accessible to anyone? Um, and uh, I kind of was sitting there in my corporate job going, oh my gosh, all these companies need help. But why, you know, why don't they have marketing talent? Why don't they have people that are communicating the value of their product better? Um, and really it showed me that there was this kind of this sweet spot in the market for them. Well, for us, but, um, it was a, you know, um, it was scarcity for them. They couldn't get top marketing talent. They couldn't, um, all of their monies that they would get from investment were going basically to tech, um, you know, tech development and software developers and other specialists rather than an engineers versus, you know, um, a full-time marketing person or a part-time marketing person. So, and even at that, they'd probably try and stretch their marketing dollars really far by, you know, doing piecework off of Upwork or whatever. So um, the people that are the most technical aren't necessarily the best at communicating what they do, even though, even though they know exactly what they do. Right, 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 right. So yeah. what do you think is the biggest problem that you guys are facing right now? And then how are you guys like bat- like battling with that? Well, so we are, as a company, uh, we've been really, really fortunate to be doubling our revenue year over year, mm-hmm. just simply nice. through my network. And, um, you know, we... Uh, what I love about us and what I love about the company is that we just consistently do good work and people find us and they keep coming back for more. Um, so that's really cool. But um, that doesn't come with challenge without challenges. So if we want to grow faster, which we do, then and we want to grow our team and those type of things, um, then we can't rely on word of mouth. And yeah. so <laughs> it's really our biggest challenge is sales is um, and it's not sales, but it's faster sales. So faster sales. looking at a, you know, looking at a solidified sales process, yeah. uh, having sales people, what does that look like for us? That's all new and exciting and, um, and something that I haven't had to do before. Right. So I'd right. say our, that's our biggest challenge. Okay. And we're just working on that. <laughs> right. 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 How do you guys get sales? Um, so yeah, so as of right now, it's word of mouth. And so it's really cool. We work with cool companies and some of the people that are in those companies will work with other cool companies and they'll just go, oh, you need to talk to these guys, you know, and we kind of get moved along through these different companies, um, and through recommendations. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what are some of the things that you're learning about right now to help grow your agent? agency? Yeah. So, um, I would say that, uh, one of our mantras right now is just about making life better, you know, and it's, so that is kind of a trickle down effect for everybody. So we look at making life better for our clients. So how do we have, you know, better sales processes or better onboarding processes or better, you know, um, you know, how can we just consistently, show up for them and for and that's making our life better because <laughs> yeah. we consistently show yeah. up for them but sometimes it's a little chaotic on our side um or in my brain probably yeah. specifically 
Um, so, Does that include like taking some of uh, like trying to find ways to take stuff off of their plate? Is that part of it? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it is for sure, you know. Um, sometimes it's taking it off of their plate or um, – you know, if they don't have a marketing department, then they'll kind of say, Hey, why don't you do this? And it's like, okay, we could do that, but we also could do this thing that we haven't, you know, been asked to do, but it will make our life easier in the long, make their life easier in the long run. So yeah. Yeah. What are some of the sources that you guys are learning from? Is it like, uh, what do you do personally? Like podcasts, do you do books, like mentors, masterminds? Yeah, all of the above. So um, one of the things that I signed up for this year was a thing called CEO School. And um, they've got a podcast called CEO School. Um, pretty, It's all about growing women entrepreneurs. So um, I don't know if you know the statistic, but only 2% of women-owned businesses in the U.S., I believe. I did um, know that. Make is that over- 2% of all businesses or is that 2% of all women? Sorry, they so it's two percent of all women-founded businesses make mm. over seven figures. Wow! Only two percent. Wow! Yeah. Only two percent. That is wild. And so it's kind of like getting in those circles with those other women and saying, "Okay, let's change this stati- this statistic. Let's use our resources and let's get together." And um, you know you're facing something, I'm facing something, let's have a knowledge share so that all of us, you know, um, rising tides raises all boats kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So being the owner, the founder, I can, I can, I can, I can imagine that it gets kind of, I don't know if lonely is the right word, but more of like, there's not anyone in your specific business that you can like share your problems with because you're the owner, you're the, you know, you're the boss, right? So Mm -hmm. how important is it to get around to get like in one of these groups or in just in a network of people who you can share your problems with, share your issues with, not even to vent, but just to get results, get good uh, results back. Oh, so important. I think it's just so important to have the, um, how would I, you know, how would I explain it? Um, to remember to dream. I always think about the dream. So there's, I kind of categorize it as the hustle and the dream. And so there's the hustle where you get into it and you're deep in the trenches. Um, you know, I can't discount, um, one of the guys that works with me, his name's Tristan, you know, he, uh, one of my biggest things is that, um, that might be kind of a contradictory to most people is that I like to work with people who I like to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you know I like to work with my friends Weird, yeah. and yeah and so it's really nice for um him and I you know like I can call him up and be like okay we need this 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 and we need to really hustle on stuff but we also take time to really look at the big picture and go okay let's just dream what does this look like what's there and ultimately it's goal setting you know it's goal setting and KPIs and breaking it down and going, okay, what do we need to do this next month to move the needle to where we want to be? But, um, but I'll, I, but I don't discount, you know, I wouldn't discount just having that, even that person in your business, that's your BFF that allows you to, that knows it. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's interesting because I was just, um, 
interviewing someone else and he was he was an advocate for you know working with people who you know make up for your down uh for your downfalls and he was saying to not work with you know family not work with friends yeah. not work with people that you're close to yeah and i think it just goes to show that there is no you know one size fits all for everybody i think it has to do with each individual person and you know maybe you work best with the people that you love maybe the, you work best with your friends and family and uh you know, maybe some people just don't. Maybe it's bad on the relation on, on the relationship itself. So that's really, that's super cool. Yeah, and I think that it's um, I think it's something that is so important because as we grow, we've looked at our um, the strength of our teammates. So we've expanded our team, and as we've expanded our team, we've actually you know we've considered a lot of different people, but we've also considered friends that have come to us and been like hey, I'm just interested in what you're doing and I see what you're doing and I totally believe in it and I want to be part of it. And we look at what their strength is and then we go, okay, you know, like you want to be part of this. I want you to be part of this. And um, I see your strength and you see my strength and we can, let's like make that magic together. Yeah, yeah. But it takes, you know, really honest, transparent conversations as well. 100%. 100%. And I think it helps to have, See, this is where I could see the people that you're close with that being a good thing because you are able to be that transparent with them. Whereas someone who you're not that close with or, you know, a co-worker, a co-worker it, it might be a little harder to cross that line with them. Right. Totally. Totally. You have to manage, you know, you have to manage those expectations or manage that relationship. And in my opinion, you're managing relationships anyways. Might as well be people you already know you like. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> So then have your bet, like they've got your back and, and you know, yes. that they know that you have theirs. So yeah. Someone you can count, count on for sure. Yeah. So yeah. are you a fan of, you know, just taking on, say someone has a job for you and you're like, well, we don't really do that, but I could figure it out. Are you like a yes, yes, yes type of per uh, person? Or do you guys have like boundaries where you have, you know, these certain things that you do and it's like, no, we like, we stay in this box and this is because this is where we shine. Yeah, I think that it depends. So yeah, the <laughs> the answer to the question is it depends. So it depends on if we have, you know, I think that as a marketing, our, our um, excuse me, um, our value is being a marketing department for companies who don't have marketing departments. So, you know, they come to us and they say, we need this, this, this. And we go, oh yeah, we can make that happen for sure. You know, Um but there are things that sometimes are out of our comfort zone. So if we can add value and we can see that we would have magic in that area, we just need to find some support on that. So we'll hire a freelancer or um, or whatnot. Um, but if we have nothing, then sure, we would be like, you know what? Seems like it's out of our comfort zone. Right, let's, yeah. let's reach further. We'll help you find somebody that will you know, it's, it's what's ever best for the customer because, or the client, because if we're going to pretend that we know what we're doing and then we did, we can't deliver anything that's bad. So if we decide that we're going to take something on, it better be good. <laughs> and, or else, right. You know, I've scrapped it. There's been times where I needed, where I said I could do something for somebody and maybe, you know, like utilized a different designer that time. So a logo designer right. and, or a new logo designer or something like that. 
and they've come back to me with really poor choices, um, I eat that cost because I'm like, well, it's not on them. They expect um, a really professional, awesome product for me. And if they're not getting a really professional, awesome product, then, you know, if I can't give them that, then that's not on them. They, I can't, they can't pay me for that. Mm. How do you go about pick, how do you go, how do you go about hiring someone like an artist? Like what are the, what are the certain things you're looking for in them? And then what are some of like the red flags that you're like, Ooh, they, you know, they're, they're doing this or I can kind of feel that they're like this. Yeah. So uh, what I would do is I would kind of, I try and do a little bit of freelance initially. So I go, okay, why don't you try this? Here's a, here's a project, um, run with it. And I'll have them try a project. If they come back and it's impressive, then I give them another shot, maybe give them a few more projects. And then once we suss that out, then we have a better idea if they're reliable and if their work is consistently good. Um, there was one designer that I worked with, um, brilliant, just beautiful. So great. The designs were so good. And yet it took them like a million years to get back to me on things. And just like the response time or the just response like the time work? was outrageous. Like it was like not, it was like three weeks or a month wow. to get back wow. on. Something. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was way, you know, I felt like I was quite generous to even continue that conversation. Um, but uh yeah, that was I. I think about that designer often because I'm like, oh man, I could get them on this project. I'm like, well, I'll never get it. <laughs> so, yeah, or you might get it like a month after you need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those are those are the red flags. I think the red flags are, you know, we really look for reliability. Yeah, right. You, know, you have to so, be good at what you do, and then you have to be consistent. Yeah, so. commu- commu- communicating along with the the actual skill of like the designing part. Oh yeah. This one designer that I work with, um, that's on our team. She's incredible. I love her. Um, but she's got a wisdom tooth problem right now and you know, she could just disappear for a few days, you know, like yeah. she yeah. have not said anything. Yeah. She's like, I have <laughs> this pain. <laughs> um, I will do my best for you over the next few days. And then I have a surgery scheduled for Friday. So please don't plan anything to give to me on Friday. And I'm like, yeah. Do you even need, like, do you need me to scale back giving you stuff right now? Do you need a day off? Whatever. She's like, no. no. (laughs) Dedicated. Yeah. That's good. Great time. Yeah, exactly. So how, how, how important do you think the culture is of a company and how, and what is yours like? Yeah, it's so important. It's, it's the most important thing I think in my mind. Um, because it's well I think that I worked at other places where I just didn't want to work there you know um so the whole you know I became an entrepreneur because I didn't want to do the corporate thing anymore because I felt like people didn't necessarily see what I needed you know or didn't listen to what I needed um and I but yet I was killing myself for them you know, so um, I think that when you when you're asking a lot of people, even if you're not asking a lot of people, if you're working with somebody, um, I think that you know 
they'll give you the respect that you give them. And if they show me otherwise, then see you later. You know, it's not a good fit. Um, But, you know, like there's going to be times where I need to ask for something more. You know, I'm going to ask for, I have this, you know, a client comes out of nowhere and goes, I need this now, you know, and then we go, oh my gosh, like we have to deliver. And so if I have to ask my people to deliver on that, then they, um, you know, they're, I don't want them to ever feel resentful for that. Like, look at how much I'm giving you. You know, I want it to be a two-way street. Like, um, you know. Like, like you want to feel it back too. It's not just a one-way street. Yeah, yeah. So how are the ways you you demonstrate showing respect to your employees so they do a good job for you, you know, have, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, one of the ways is, is just recognizing the good work and then, you know, reflecting on their strengths. So, you know, Hey, thanks so much for doing this or thank you for being reliable. Thank you for being there for me. Um, uh, but then also being very specific about like, Hey, I see this strength in you. Do you want to do more of this? And then also just checking in. So how is this going for you? You know, I have you doing these jobs right now. How does that feel? How does that work for you? I see this as a strength for you. Do you feel the same way? Is there something else that you want to experiment with? Because there's different type of employees, right? Yeah, it seems it seems like you have a pretty open di- open dialect with your employees and even some of the coworkers who are friends. It seems like that's a pretty big part of your biz of your business. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It ha- I think it just I don't you know like I'm not Apple or Google. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not on the list of 100 best places to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Neither are we. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, you know, like there's got to be a reason why people want to show up for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. You got to make them want it. Yeah, it's exactly. It, I think it really all stems from the top. It's like a, it's like a tree or something. It just, you know, it starts at the very point and then just trickles down. However, you know, however the top person is, however the bosses are, that's kind of the vibe. It's kind of the energy that gets distributed throughout the whole culture oh yeah yeah and I think that being vulnerable is so important too you know like because I'm very real about hey this is where I'm struggling right now or this is I'm not having the best day or you know I just had a really tough conversation or whatever yeah you know like I'm or but also like being really transparent about great things like hey guys like this person loved what we like what we did oh hey another person found us another client wants to work with us um you know that's them that's celebrating celebrating is a big part of it too so so how do you how do you go about having the difficult conversation conversations with the people that you know you may be close to or maybe they're not performing well, or maybe they're, you know, not doing something they're supposed to be doing. Is that as easy as it, you know, as it kind of sounds, or is there like um, a lot of prior work that kind of has to go into it? Yeah, I think that, I think that, um, I think it gets easier if you have those conversations more often. Um, and it's more of like, um, you know, I, one of the things that I was told early on in my career 
that has really stuck with me is that nothing should ever be a surprise. So for example, um, I was, I always used to hate going into performance, um, you know, performance reviews, which is hilarious because, you know, I look back at every single one of my performance reviews and I would be like super nervous walking yeah. in and sweaty palmed and, and be like, Oh, please tell me I did a good job. I work really hard, <laughs> you know? And it always went really well. <laughs> it was always really, really positive. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, but you know, like, I think that that like, I don't want that experience for people. I don't want them to be anxious about, I don't want them to ever feel like they don't know how they're doing, yeah. you know? Or it just comes so, like a surprise when they get hit with bad news or just news that might not go in their favor. You don't want them to be like, this, this is a first. Yes. You know, you know? Yeah. Well, and it usually comes from something else, you know, like there's usually something else going on. So it's just being human, you know, like when we talk about making life better, it's like everybody has lives. So, um, and if we all know each other, then especially the close people, you kind of know what's going on with other people yeah, in their lives. Yeah. If they're, you know, so I think, um, you know, when they're showing up um, and doing great stuff, even when things are going badly in their personal lives, and you know that, then you can be like, hey, like, you're really killing it. Like, I know what's going on in your in your home yeah. right now. So yeah. like, wow, like, this is an accomplishment, you know, getting just normal isn't is great. Um, and then, but usually if there's a slip up, if they're usually exceptional and then there's something, something slips, then it's like, Hey, are you okay? You know, what's going on with you? So can you help me understand? Like, I noticed that this went wrong. What's going on? You know, like, are you okay? Yeah. Because communicating seems like What's that, sir? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> a lot of the time the answer is that they're, you know, they've got something going on that you didn't know about or yeah. something changed. Yeah. So. Seems like the communicating is a big, is a big reoccurring theme for you. Yeah. It's kind of what we do for work. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, just to switch up, switch it up a little bit here. Um, so who are some of your favorite, like, agency scaling influencers authors or like just stuff you listen to and stuff yeah so um i love so many different oh my gosh there's so many um okay where shall we start um i think a lot of the people that i listen to are more um i would say you know like life kind of self-betterment people. Um, so everything from, you know, Brene Brown living, you know, dare to lead kind yeah. of stuff. Love, love that. Um, love Adam Grant. Um, he's so good. James Gary Queen. V. Pardon? Gary V. Oh yeah. 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 He's yeah. good. You know what? I need to get more into him. I think that he continues to come up, but I just don't I haven't started following him. So. Yeah, he speaks to a lot of pe he speaks to a lot of people. A lot yeah. of, uh, another reoccurring theme is like you have to have the you also need to be the good business person, but then you also need to have the good balance of human interaction skills to be able to communicate to your 
to your um, employees to make sure that they're doing well. It's a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I think although I think everyone has similar viewpoints, Uh, School of Greatness, Lewis Howes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big podcast listener to him. What about Um, books? Are you a big reader? Podcast or audiobook. Podcast or audiobook, <laughs> listening to your books. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you have any like advice for any other agency owners out there? Ooh. Um, I think my advice would be two two things. So, I would say manage the magic. Um, so, you have to find the magic in yourself. Find the magic in your team. And then let, you know, uh, kind of create your business around that. Don't create it off of a structure that you think is going to work in your head. Um, kind of always be adaptable and agile to finding finding those sweet spots because, you know, people are different. People are, are interesting, right? Um, so managing the magic, that's including ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And letting ourselves do our magic, you know, finding that piece that why you got into it in the first place. How can you bring value to your customers? How do um, you how do you manage your own magic? Because I assume you're very busy. How do you do how do you handle all the workload and not go psycho? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best source for this. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But uh, I would say, you know, uh I think it's just always being, I'm trying to do a better job of it now because I have I like to get really into the nitty gritty of the business, but it's being able to step back and it's that dreaming. So it's allowing myself to step back and just dream about, hey, if I could do anything, what would it be? You know, and then finding that little nugget of knowledge and being like, okay, I'm going to go chase that. And then um, you know, if I could do anything for a, for a client, what would that look like? And it's just stepping back rather than just being in the nitty gritty of it and being like, oh gosh, I need to do this or create a website or, um, you know, be in the, I need a email to go out. What is it going to say? It's like, well, okay, let's step back for a second. What's our ultimate goal. Um, and then this, the last thing would be betting on yourself. So this is the second sec, uh, six figure business that I've built and um yeah um and both of them have basically started from nothing and um well they have they started from nothing nothing and uh, what was the first one? Oh, it was super fun it was a um a performance art studio for kids yeah 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 so it was singing dancing and acting for kiddos and it was it's very cool much fun yeah. Great. So, well, uh, how can people get in contact with you, Sarah? Um, best way to get in contact with me would be on, um, well, I can give you my email address. It's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at beesandhoneycreative.com. Um, you can also check out my website, beesandhoneycreative.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, at beesandhoneycreative. We just started. We have one post. There you go. Go check it out, guys. <laughs> you <have to> like <laughs> it. <laughs> do do you just do the Instagram for the social media? Uh, we only have Instagram right now. I think we have LinkedIn too, but we haven't done much on there either. We've been too busy working on everyone else's 
Instagram and LinkedIn that we finally yeah. decided last week we should start thinking about ours. So Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Well, check it out, you guys. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, that is all the time we have right now. So for awesome. everyone listening, this has been your host, Jacob Jacob Ryan, and we will hear back from you next time, you guys. Thanks. Thanks.